0: Hey, it's Solomon and Adra.
1: Adra and Solomon. Whichever
0: way you want to say it.
1: And before we get started with this episode, we just wanted to let you know that you're listening to an older episode and you may notice some differences.
0: Firstly, we've changed the name of our podcast from Art Mythos to Afro Mythos to better reflect our focus on African mythology. Additionally, we've also changed our name from S.A.R. to Adachi.
1: That's right. But don't worry, it's still the same great podcast and you're on the right page. We're excited to continue sharing our love of African mythology with you. And we hope you enjoy this episode. So let's dive into the fascinating world
0: of, of African, African mythology.
1: mythology. Way down, heavy sound, way down on the
0: ground.
1: Way down, way down on the ground. <laughs> way down, way down under the ground.
0: <laughs> this is gonna sound so bad. Hello, hello, we're back again with a new episode of Art Mythos.
1: African mythology told through art.
0: We're your hosts, Solomon and Adra. Adra Adra and and Solomon. (laughs) Whichever way you want to say it, really.
1: And this is our first episode in the new year. New year, new
0: me. We're talking better visuals, better audio quality, Mm -hmm. better storytelling.
1: Yep.
0: We know what, what we're doing now, don't
1: we? Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. So we hope you all had a great Christmas and an even greater start to 2022. Um, saying that, Solomon, what was the best present that you received?
0: The best present I received was a <laughs> present of love. <laughs> <coughs> but really, <laughs> the best present we—well, I got um, was yes. a Secret Santa present from Andrew. Shout out.
1: Ooh, shout out to Andrew.
0: Um it's this wonderful Art Mythos black shirt. Look at it. Look at it. It's been through the wash, it's but it so looks amazing. Man. It's so beautiful.
1: It's basically um a black t-shirt with the Art Mythos logo on it, just in case you're not watching the visual and you're listening on Spotify or Apple. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but
0: yeah, yeah it's it is really cool. It's that, like yeah it's really it's so nice it's, it's so, so nice. nice yeah you'll see me wearing it
1: and um, she also got him this keychain that has our uh, Spotify you know when you like can scan a code for Spotify it's got that on it
0: mm.
1: it's so cool so I
0: can just whip it out it actually works yeah or, uh, yeah. business card
1: yeah
0: anyway wonderful present yeah <clears throat> So,
1: oh, so you didn't ask me what my favourite present?
0: Oh my god, I'm so bad.
1: I was just sitting here like
0: hey, <coughs> okay. I, I'm, so, I'm gonna sip the drink. Uh,
1: yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just sitting here. Oh, so
0: what was the best present you had, Edge?
1: Well, thank you for asking. I mean, I didn't even think you were gonna ask, but uh, anywho, you don't be. So I got it was also a Secret Santa present, these like Fenty Puma sliders.
0: Damn. So
1: they're like black Fenty Puma sliders with like ones with the one strap and then they have a gold band across it and they're fluffy
0: mm. Those and comfy. look
1: comfortable. Yes.
0: Comfortable.
1: So thank nice. you to my secret Santa who ended up being Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: you know. Wh- whoever it was for that <laughs> person. Yeah, so we hope
1: you guys got great Christmas presents and had a lovely holiday season
0: yeah, yeah um, Like the but we're going to pause and let you answer So what was your present? <laughs> oh, oh, that's amazing Wow, wow. okay oh, I want one of those <laughs> Oh, definitely, definitely, that's amazing Damn, Christmas <laughs> was really Christmasy. <laughs> okay, okay So this episode, we're going to talk about Not one, but two Orishas
1: two for the price of one
0: so this is probably the last episode um, we're going to do focusing on Yoruba Orishas um, we just wanted to cleanly wrap it up um, with this fun duo
1: yeah so this uh, this episode was actually supposed to be done last month before the new year but you know life's busy Christmas New Year's everything so we're doing it now
0: that's what it and is and it's going to be yeah. great so, grab a drink.
1: Yeah, so, we actually usually like to drink a little something while we podcast. And today, we actually made our own cocktails using this amazing ginger syrup from a black-owned business called Root to Ginger.
0: So, this is not an ad, um, <laughs> but you should definitely follow them on Instagram and try some of this amazing drink yourself. The visuals is out on YouTube, so you can sort of see us making it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's
1: just... Go on Instagram. I'm
0: um, for the podcast. Audio listeners. <laughs> Here, here's
1: some ASMR. <laughs> I tried. This is my ASMR. <laughs> Epic nope. fail. I nearly drowned myself. I, I actually nearly drowned myself with this. Nope. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, once again, Grab a drink, settle down or not, if you're like ironing or hearing, whatever. Grab a drink and let's dive in.
0: So mainly for Genetic reasons, yes. Um, the European people have the highest dizygotic twinning rates in the world, yeah. So, 4.4 percent of all um maternities are twins. Oh, cool. Um, and the high perinatal um, mortality rate, which is problems after birth, yeah. associated with such pregnancies has contributed to the integration of a special twin belief system within the African tradition, um, traditional re- religion of the tribe. Yeah. So this is based on the concept of a supreme deity called um, Olodumare and Olorun, you know, we should yes, know them Mary. by now, um, yeah. who assist? Who assisted by a series of secondary um, gods, which are the Orishas. Yep. Um, so this is a little recap for those who are just joining us this year, yep. that would be nice. But really and truly, you should start from it. Yeah, well,
1: I was going to say, <laughs> it's not like chronological up cast, but... It all kind of eventually ties together, especially with this mm-hmm. Yoruba Oversha series. So Yeah, so yeah. nice, you know. nice.
0: <laughs> Start again, back at one. Um, so the Yoruba religion also involves um, immortality and, reincarn- and the reincarnation of the soul, mm-hmm. you see. Yeah. And the belief of reincarnation is linked to ancestral belief. Yeah um, It's thought that About two generations After death Every human soul Has a chance To return to earth In the body In the body Of a newborn Okay cool Mostly within the family So
1: Oh that's cool Oh I get it Because you know how Some people like Say like Oh you act like your Like I don't know Your great yeah, grandma did um, Like you have the same Kind of An old soul Yeah okay. yeah. yeah
0: Yeah This is me Whenever I'm out I'll be like, I'm be back Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I won't come back when things are a bit nicer.
1: This reminds me of Wheel of Time. That is an Amazon series that we yeah. watched, mm. and it's like basically the whole concept of their culture is that they believe that um, if when you die, your soul goes around the wheel of time, and then eventually comes back at some at some, point some point. other point. So they're always like, "Oh, when I come back, I'm going to do this." So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and hope life is kind of yeah, time
0: next
1: yeah, time. cool. <laughs> Great series. <laughs> it
0: is. It is. It is. So in ancient times, yes. the Yoruba used um, used to um, reject and even sacrifice newborn twins. Strangely enough, historical skills were tipped so that twins nowadays are not only well accepted but welcomed. Um But their birth is now also an occasion for great rejoicing. And I'll tell you why later. It is believed that twins are able to bestow happiness, health and prosperity upon the family. Mm -hmm. However, since they can also bring about disaster, diseases and death, they will be treated with all due respect, loving and care. The firstborn twin, whether boy or girl, is always called Taiwo, meaning having the first taste of the world, um, whereas the second name, um, Kayende, meaning um, arriving after the other. Although being born first, Taiwo is considered as the younger twin. His senior, Kayende, is supposed to um, send out his partner to see how the outside world looks like. Yeah. Um, and as soon as Taiwo has given the signal by crying, Kainde will follow. Kainde is supposed to be you know, more careful, intelligent and more reflective, while Taiwo um, is believed to be more curious and adventurous but also more nonchalant basically, one of them uses the other twin as a tester <laughs> but I'm thinking, imagine if the world isn't good and the baby's like nah, I think I'm going to chill in here you know, it you know? Imagine if yeah, that was an option.
1: Yeah, I reckon it would just be dead. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It would yeah, just true. Come out true. Black.
0: Like, Still, like, I'll come out next time. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you just don't want your sword to come out at this yeah. point in time. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Anyway, from an anthropological view, mm-hmm. um, some can explain the Ibiji belief um provides, you know, a means of helping Yoruba people to cope with the emotional and um yeah to cope emotionally with the high prenatal um loss of twin babies yeah and yeah and in the legends it's widely accepted that the Ibuji twins are born from ocean goddess of fertility Makes sense. Makes and shango god of masculine virality yep so,
1: episodes three and four or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: gotta go back it, gotta go back so basically super babies it's also said that yamuya shango's other wife yeah is their adoptive mother because ocean was too wild to look after them
1: makes sense <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah um, and lastly the word ibiji itself um was a um contraction from two simpler words ibi which means birth
1: yeah and edgy
0: um, which means two. Um, well, two is major, but meji, major, major. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so basically, that is an intro to the Ibeji. Oh,
1: wow. That's that's cool. Yeah,
0: no, it is. That's, wow, okay. Yeah, I put a lot in there, but with interesting facts for you to know? Yeah,
1: thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah, now that's you know. It. I saw you laughing there a bit. Is it because oh, I covered... Oh, no,
1: now you know. Then I
0: cover some of the things that you're going to say. Yeah,
1: so basically, I'm going to be talking about the... Um, yeah. African origins of the imagery, mm-hmm. so more cultural aspects of it. Obviously, I have also talked about the because it is cultural the whole Yoruba is given high birth to a high rate of twins and stuff. So, mm-hmm. we'll be a bit of crossover, but we welcome that. That's
0: all right. That's um, all right.
1: So, yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I just can do a bit now.
1: Now (laughs) I'm going to go into African origins of the Ibeji, strap it in, because this is a lot. No, it's not. (laughs) Okay. So the Yoruba have, as you said, one of the highest birth rates of twins in the world. Mm -hmm. And the cultural responses to twin births, as well as their deaths, you said, are documented in the carving and care of the era Ibeji. So the era Ibeji itself, is a more visual manifestation of the twins that was developed in the Yoruba region around the late 18th and early 19th centuries. So think of like a carving a sculpture type thing. If you actually Google Ibiji, these, these things come up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's customarily believed that an Ibiji child is as powerful when it is dead as it is when it's alive. <laughs> so what happens is you know how he spoke about how he said when one twin comes out and they're like mm, the and it dies mm-hmm. so when a twin dies what is called an IFA divination priest will be consulted as well as a sculptor who will be commissioned to carve the sculpture that mm-hmm. I talked about um, and that will function as a memorial to the lost child and also as a ritual point to contact with his or her soul. Mm. So, although the sculpture represents an infant, they're typically carved with features associated with peak maturity. So, stuff like hair, facial hair, tribal markings, like, mm. slender portions, like, you know what I mean? So, it's not a
0: sculpture of a baby?
1: Not necessarily. It doesn't look like <laughs> an actual newborn baby. It looks more like a... Not, not fully flesh, maybe like a preteen, teen teen... Some of, of them have
0: boobs. Um, Some
1: of them, yeah, look like a bit older, but... Yeah. the important thing is they're not represented as babies or children Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. okay so the sculptures are carved um, as if they were kind of not carved sorry (laughs) the sculptures are cared for as if they were like live actual live infants Mm -hmm. so the mother or parents would rub the sculpture with oil they'd wash it, they'd feed it I don't know how that works (laughs) and they would also clothe it because okay. um, obviously it represents their dead child Right um, So the European people do worship the Iboji as a Orisha <laughs> And they're all portrayed in these wooden like figures that I've just described okay. So these wooden figures in particular represent the actual Iboji Orisha In the form of two twin children that you've said, you know, Tyro and Kayende. Of, yeah. yeah, I love the name Taiwo. By the way, it's just a lovely name. Taiwo, Taiwo. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, the um, sculptures of the Orishas are usually given um, sacrifices by the parents of the twins until the day the mother can give birth to another baby. So you know she's lost one baby, and these Orisha sculptures are given sacrifices. So they give sacrifices to the sculptures mm-hmm. until the mom can give birth again. Mm-hmm. Um, so the child that she does eventually give birth to is called a Um <laughs> Often referred to as, I don't speak Yoruba, so help me. <laughs> often referred to as Eshulahin Ibeji, which is called the trickster behind the twins. Mm-hmm. Because Adobus are usually very difficult children, apparently. So the child that comes after twins is usually very difficult, which... Um, that's you personally, I'm a child that came after the tone It had gotten difficult, but you know <laughs> definitely
0: definitely is <yes.
1: laughs> so, yeah, so you said that Ibridy children may often influence their parents. Um, did you know that they influence their parents so deeply that they can affect their parents' choice and occupation? especially the mums so like yeah so apparently when the parents go to something called a fetish priest not what you think but i don't know what it's called a fetish priest okay um so if their child is sick one of the twins they'll go to a fetish priest and the mum has to like (laughs) has to yield to the occupational present preference of her child to help them get better. So whatever the child says the mum has to work, the mum has to work that job so the child can get better. Damn. But the children are nice in this respect and they often, like, give the, instead of giving, like, a new occupation to the mum, they'll say, oh, you have to, like, do hawking or sell palm oil or salt or something like that. Um, so not anything different to watch. they usually do, like. So, this- so the child has an infant yeah okay, cool. I think the fetish priest translates what the child
0: says <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> get on the road
1: <laughs> so if the mum fails to accomplish Ibiji's wish if she doesn't work well, they say that she should work it might result in permanent sickness of the twins and ultimately their death which obviously is painful to the mum well, yeah. yeah and in some cases the mother herself might fall sick and die
0: <laughs> that is mad
1: <laughs> That is mad, man That is mad So traditionally the Yoruba people regard Ibijis as divine children You said um, They can bring lots of affluence to their family Apparently they have this supernatural power Where they can easily find money On like the roadside and stuff And give it to their parents um, mm-hmm. Yeah <laughs> And it's it's great I mean, can you imagine <laughs>
0: Sounds like
1: an amazing power <laughs> So to prevent any bankruptcy or, or indignation Or anything bad happening Parents have to give Really good care To their Ibaji To their children mm-hmm. That are twins Otherwise you know Bad things will happen um, mm-hmm. So yeah The Ibaji Orishas Themselves are High spirited Childlike spirits They're full of fun And if they're bored Sometimes they pull pranks on people Um <laughs> That's just them, you know, they're, they're, they're not malicious people, or orishers, sorry, but they're like practical jokers and tricksters, mm. kind of like a Nancy-ish type of vibe, mm. yeah.
0: You know the i You know the Cramptons? Yes, Cramptons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's what it is.
1: However, though, you guys... You can't underestimate the Ibiji orisha's because they're actually not children. They're powerful spirits who appear in the guise of children and they mm. have fun playing at being children. They also have a history of healing illnesses and especially mental disorders and rescuing endangered children. Um mm. So, to keep the Ibogi from entertaining themselves and playing tricks on you, you have to keep the atmosphere in your home lively and interesting. So, like good food, good conversation, music, entertainment, stuff like that.
0: Okay. So, just entertain them?
1: Yeah, to entertain the Ibogi. Ip- mm, okay. Um, yeah. Um, so, fun facts about the Ibogi mm-hmm. they're often linked to saints Cosmos and Damien, who are patrons. Patron saints of Phys- physicians. <laughs> that was that was like a tongue twister. Patron saint of physicians. So they're kind of like Loki, you know, Loki, the okay, god of mischief. Right, so we're back to yeah,
0: Nancy type. Yeah,
1: you know, Thor's Eshu. brother. Yeah, cool. mm-hmm. Eshu as you said, the trickster god. Um, and also sometimes they're also likened to Hermes, um, okay. you know, the Olympian god who mm-hmm. was also a divine trickster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, just for people who are more like in the touch of like you know, uh, Marvel and Greek mythology, that's kind of who the Epigee are. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what type of offerings would you think to give the Epigee?
0: Ooh, what type of offering? <laughs> Damn. Um. <laughs> I would give them. Oh, no. as in, as kids I'll give them toys,
1: <laughs> well, remember the Ibajie aren't kids, but they kind of manifest in the like mentality mm-hmm. of kids ish so they are like kids, so toys is great mm-hmm. you would give them toys, you'd give them sweets and fun stuff. Some people even construct doll houses for the Ibaji to give them mm-hmm. um traditionally though the Ibaji like to enjoy sugarcane fruit. Um, Yellow rice, okra, anything sweet, that's what they like. Um, You can even go as far as to puree and cook black-eyed peas and drizzle it with palm oil to give to them. And you can give them fizzy drinks and juice and stuff like that. another source I read, though, they like beans and vegetables and pumpkin and cake, which is kind of the same vibe. Yeah. So, they also like this dish called an ekuru. As a Nigerian yoga man, do you know what ekuru is? <laughs> As a
0: Nigerian yoga no, I don't know what ekuru is. What, what is ekuru? So
1: ekuru is similar to moimoy because um, both are made from peeled black eyed peas. Mm-hmm. However, unlike moimoy, ekuru is mixed with pepper and other ingredients before steaming and it's wrapped up in leaves or tin cans, which is similar to moimoy. And it's steamed and it's always served with fried pepper stew. Okay. Sounds very um, much like Moimoy. You can Google it because it's, it's actually very much not Moimoy, but it's similar. Okay, cool. Yeah. So to wrap it up, would it wouldn't be a great African origin segment without some kind of prayer or something like that. Okay. And, you know, me be me, I found one. Um, so this is a song. <coughs> I couldn't find any audio, so I actually don't know the tune. She's going to sing for us. Sing! <laughs> I don't know the tune, it's meant to be a prayer, I mean, a prayer song kind of thing. Um,
0: Let me hear them vocals.
1: There is palm, There is palm oil, there are beans, I am not therefore afraid, Onye, I am not therefore afraid of giving birth to twins. There is palm oil, diary, are beans. I shall celebrate, I shall celebrate thy Festival with Die. God of Twins, be favourable, be favourable. Taibo, be favourable, Kende be favourable, be favourable, be favourable that's
0: it woo yeah and those are some traditions and origin wait what
1: (laughs) as Solomon's trying to say (laughs) that is just a brief um, background to the Ibiji and also African origins to the Ibiji
0: okay so next I'll be talking about some origin stories for the Ibiji and all the other good stuff So here I am telling you another origin story of the Ibergees. So we're going to start by setting the scene of the backdrop of what it was. So from the northern regions of Yoruba land, a paticus spread regarding the origins of the Ibergees. Mm-hmm. So Paticus um, is like a horrible, oral parable okay, just um, gonna or sacred story. <laughs>
1: okay, cool. Yeah. So just
0: think of it like a parable, but you know, oral tradition, you know, it's past time. So the oral literature reminds us that in a small village, a now defunct village, um, an old Oba, which is a king, <laughs> had no male heirs. To inherit his wealth mm-hmm. he had many wives and daughters from those wives but male offsprings eluded him the senior wife was barren as was the youngest wife mm-hmm. both knew that conceiving a boy would guarantee their place in the household yeah. so each consulted the diviner for advice on how to conceive a boy through the use of ebo the two wives became pregnant and produced male children at the same time, but the Orishas was very sympath- sympathetic to the younger wife because she was abused by the older wife. Yeah, and so they gave her twins—one male and one female. Ooh. Even though the rest of Yoruba land regarded um, twins, twin births as evil, the king thought this was a sign of heavenly favour yeah. for both he and the youngest wife. So her status in the house was enhanced. She was given dominance over the household. Unfortunately, this love for twin births did not flourish throughout the empire. For quite some time, throughout the majority of the nearby territories, the birth of twins remained as an offence punishable
1: by death. That is very wild. Very very wild. If you just deep, that's crazy. Yeah. So change
0: came to the nation in the 11th century, a change born in the kingdom of the ancient city, Mm Oyo. It was about the same time that Shango lived amongst the Yoruba as a man. So it always comes back to Shango. It
1: always comes back.
0: And, you know, when I was looking into it, I realised why the Orisha of thunder and lightning was so important. It's because Yoruba land has the second most frequent amount of lightnings and thunder in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's pretty important to them. Um, anyway... He was an accomplished king, the fourth of the city, and it was under his reign that peace and greatness were brought to the Yoruba nation. As a human, he had three wives. If you want to know more about this, go back to... Was it episode six? Episode four?
1: Episode Sutton of Shango.
0: Shango, warrior, king, and city boy. That episode. need to go back to that to find out more. Episode six. Yeah, is it episode six? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway um, It happened that his favourite wife Oshun gave birth to Healthy twins Shango had been away At war fighting for his nation When they were born Mm -hmm. So technically they would have Had my Nigerian name which is Abidemi which oh, yeah, means born dead. when the father wasn't around. Yeah. So I'm not saying my dad was fighting in a war or anything,
1: um, <laughs> but
0: that's what it is. Never know if they weren't twins. Um, anyway, Oshun kept one of the two children hidden, so that um, so that those in the compound wouldn't accuse her of sorcery and put her to death. <laughs> So, being the leader of a growing nation and father to many children by his wives, Shango cons- consulted the oracles and declared that the birth of twins was a herald of prosperity and blessings, a wow. testament to variety of the variety of both parents. So, he basically said, my sperm is so good, it made two humans. All right. We have the same 24 hours. Yeah. Good sperm. <laughs> um, so, this... This gives, um, this gives me um, King Henry the Eighth. Eight, I was five. literally going
1: to say that earlier. When he yeah. said the thing about the wives trying to get a son, I was thinking, this is King Henry the Eighth all over.
0: Yeah, but th- the way I'm talking about it is that because um, if you, you know, when he asked the church to allow him to do oh, boss, yeah, and then he it,
1: made the process. Of- yeah, so
0: he made, yeah. you know, if the laws of the religion don't favor you, change them.
1: Yes, that's what
0: you did. got Yeah. yeah a um, little bit of a terrible history. <laughs> um, so long <laughs> <Last> be- <laughs> <of the> Histories. <laughs> That's what it histories. My bad. <laughs> um, so because of this, the ancient empire ceased to slaughter the innocent children and their mothers.
1: I mean, they shouldn't have been doing that anyway, but mm. they moved. we move all this. Kids and women killed. That's so sad. That.
0: Um, yeah, so paying homage to the viral nature of the family from which the twins emerged. So, because the Oyo Empire spread, amassing land, wealth, and prosperity, the national thought regarding twin births changed. Yeah. So, another legend born after Shango's ascension tells us that for many months, strange illnesses and diseases began to claim the lives of the wealthier families children but not those of the poor finally those wealthy villagers went to a babalawo um, who consulted ifa um and there with orimulai it was decided that the barbaric practice that they did to twin infants after birth was angering shango who himself fathered um twins as both humans and orisha which is the image mm-hmm. right Um, So Ibos were marked and made um, to make him settle down, you know, so he doesn't Mm -hmm. do all these diseases on them. Yet before they could finish the reading, the Orisha Shango demanded that twins be worshipped, not destroyed. It was also decreed that the mother of the twins would go into the streets once every five days, dancing to honor the (laughs) Ibiji. The divine spirit of the twins fathered by the mighty Shango. No one...
1: Wait, what's the dad doing?
0: Why is he not dancing in the streets? I can't tell
1: Misogyny. you.
0: But it's a good food, in a way. So, no one who saw the mother's dance would deny them arms and the imagery would make the family prosper beyond their wildest dreams. So, basically, um, they had to give money to the any woman that you see
1: so basically the mum danced in the streets for money yes <laughs> alright
0: I, I realise how bad that sounds <laughs> um, but you need to get your magic yeah that um, but yeah thus was the cult born of the Ibergy. Um their powers for redistrib- redistributing wealth became well known nice yeah okay so okay to understand the full implications of twinning amongst the ancient Yoruba, or the significance of twins in, and the imagery in the religion of modern culture, um, you must understand that they divided their world between two concepts nature, which is also symbolic of the unseen world, and civilization, which is symbolic of the things that are visible. Twins were primeval, you know, um, that were almost magical in nature. Hmm. The human mother had given birth to more than one child, Thus, the nature of their child brought some of the otherworldly powers mm. into their own lives. Twins are often self-absorbed. Um, in the early stages of life, they develop their own language and share a unique wildness between yeah. themselves. Um, no matter the type of twin born, identical or fraternal... Fraternal? Fraternal.
1: fraternal. Yeah, fraternal. Frater- yeah. Yeah, eternal.
0: Yeah. Okay. Their aura was one of closeness and mist and mystery. Yeah. The law soon came to say that the spirit indwelling one child was so vast, so strong that two minds and bodies had to be created so that it could properly incarnate.
1: Right. So, okay.
0: you know, the yes. spirit of it's so strong that it had to split into two. <laughs> mhm to come out um and although both grew up and developed separate personality tastes dislikes um this was not because they had parted spiritually um as they had physically um it was because one soul being so infinite wanted to experience life on many finite levels makes sense um when one twin died the mother would create a shrine for the deceased sibling. Um, unless that one child was honored and oh so pitiated, um, experience taught them that um, the remaining twin would die. Um, the deceased would pull its sibling close to death as it had been in life. So it would say, you know, come with me to yeah. death, because we should always be together, basically. And as time passed, um, the law of twins increased. Um, the Cult of the Imaji grew, you know, because you know there's more twins, um, there's more stories about them. Yeah, the cult grows. So, the mother who was blessed enough to have Ibiji, um conceived in the womb received a special title, Iya mm-hmm. um, and which is literally known for um, the mother who gave birth to two. And her womb was now blessed and spiritually hot. Um, so as you were talking about before, as soon as possible, Ia Imagi were expected to conceive, um, at least one more child. Mm so giving birth to that child known as Idoru. Mm-hmm. Um, the third child um, born of I- uh, Ibiji when the youngest of the three while well, the youngest of the three is said to be the eldest spiritually
1: mm-hmm. um, that makes sense
0: <laughs> religious law said that the mother who has had twins and fails to have an Idolu. <laughs> may go mad.
1: Oh. And it
0: is believed that, um, that the wild and stubborn Idoru, you, <laughs> um, which is the non-manifested portion of the twin soul, mm-hmm. will fly into her head, driving her insane to be born. Nice. So, we calling you Idoru No,
1: no, 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 no. To <laughs> be fair, let me just mix up of I know it's, it sounds it's kind similar of, it's like, like the want,
0: I know. but no <laughs> okay cool um, anyway so that's all there is to know about the Ibiji really um, nice okay, maybe you. not really but I think there's a great stopping point
1: oh, yeah that was great so quick question at the at the beginning you started this story
0: mm-hmm.
1: about this king who had little wives but mm-hmm. no sons yeah. and then one of the youngest wife Got, um, had twins, which was one was a girl and one was a boy.
0: Yeah.
1: What happened?
0: They were blessed. Right, okay. But, but basically, um, people still looked bad, badly on. I was just
1: yeah. how it ended. People still yeah, look yeah. badly on. Yeah, but, but he, had, he, he like. He
0: said that it was a blessing, but everyone else still thought it was a curse. But that's just setting the backdrop of, you know, when it sort of. <laughs> started the ideology started changing yeah it was so bad and then Sean go came about and because he was such a um powerful leader he yeah. was he managed to change it for
1: okay cool. a longer cool. time great thank you
0: yeah you're welcome
1: that was lovely thanks so <laughs> So the folktale that I'll be telling you today is an East African legend called My Way in the Underworld, or My Way into the Land of the Dead. So yes, we're taking a trip to the underworld. Ooh, okay. All aboard, <laughs> way down, baby sun, way down on the ground. <laughs>
0: gonna sound so bad. We, we can sing, and um, we're just trying not to.
1: Yeah, we're well, um, purposely not singing properly because you know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Of
0: course.
1: Um, but yeah, that, that that's just a snippet from Hades. Sound great musical. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Maui, the land of the dead. Just a quick trigger warning before I start. This episode does contain a very brief. Mention of suicide. So, if that's not something you want to hear, then I'll let you know when to fast forward. Okay, so this is a pretty cool story that has actually been turned into a graphic novel. So, if you like the story after I finish telling it, then you can check out the graphic novel if you can find it. It's by someone called Mary P. Corral. Nice. Yeah. So, quick note before I start, I got most of my info from the website Gateway Africa. So, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. And, so, We begin There was once An African girl Named Mawe. So she and her brother Were responsible For keeping The monkeys From raiding Their family bean fields Sounds like a fun job But I don't know Don't know what other jobs were going on at the time. (laughs) And one day, after they had been keeping the monkeys away, they both became very thirsty. So they turned their backs and went um, to a pool to take a drink of water. But when they returned to the fields, guess what happened? Monkeys came. Of course. Like If you're going to leave the fields...
0: One one at a time, honestly, like what?
1: Damn, so yeah, the monkeys had eaten all the beans, of course, because there was no one there keeping them away. (laughs) So, my Mawe felt bad not just because they had one job and kind of failed it, but because she was also scared of the wrath of her parents, like, she was so scared about what they were going to say because obviously. This is their livelihood. The monkeys yeah. eat. One job. <laughs> one job. There <laughs> you go. I'll show you a drink. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, trigger warning. Skip about thirty seconds now if you want. So, Molly was so scared of the wrath of her parents and what they would say that she drowned herself.
0: Damn. It's not that deep.
1: Like on like <laughs> literally. <laughs> It's not that deep. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I can't even imagine how scary her parents must have been for her to drown yeah. herself, like...
0: Damn, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Um.
1: So, her brother rushed home with the terrible news of her suicide. Like, also, where was her brother when this happened? Like, what was he doing, like... I mean, like drowning, like do you know, what I mean? did he not see her drown? Like I'm just like, what? Yeah. So, anyway, her parents were so shocked and grieved upon hearing this terrible news that they even forgot about the bean field anyway. Because obviously oh, they were so yeah, sad about um, their daughter that they were like, I mean,
0: I, I don't think you can keep an mean, eye out for a bean field when you're dead. <sighs>
1: So, back to our girl, Maui. (laughs) So she had sunk into the bottom of the pool until she entered the land of the dead. Now, in the land of the dead, she came up to a house where an old woman lived with her children. Mm -hmm. This old woman identified herself as Maui's guide in the land of the dead. So many years had passed and Maui had been living with this old woman helping her with the chores, upon her own accord actually. She wasn't forced to anything. She just wanted to help this old woman. And many years is a long time. I'm guessing like five years or something. So understandably, Marway became very homesick and began to think of her parents and her brother. Okay. So the old woman was able to read Mawei's heart and she knew that she wished to rejoin the living. I mean, I didn't know this was an option, Like
0: I didn't know you could be like. "Mm, I would have told you at first.
1: I didn't know, like you know, I'm feeling a bit homesick. You know, I don't think it
0: was my plan to be here doing chores (laughs) for the dead. So there's an option.
1: (laughs) Okay, cool. So I'm gonna ask you, Solomon, a question. Mm -hmm. It might seem a bit random, but yeah, Mm. do you prefer the hot or the cold? No context.
0: I prefer the hot.
1: Okay. So one day, the old woman asked Marway if she preferred the hot or the cold. No, wait. Wait. <laughs> Honestly, it's fine. <laughs> Just...
0: Okay, okay, okay. I'll say. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 you're coming with me. <laughs> wait, what do you prefer? You know the
1: story. I'm telling you. Anyways... <clears throat> I would have picked cold anyway, but not because of the story, just because, anyway. So, Mawe didn't understand what the woman said, like, she loved what, so the woman repeated the question. She preferred the hot of the cold. Finally, Mawe answered, and she said that she preferred the cold, not knowing what this meant. So, the old woman had Mawe dip her hands into a clay jar of cold water. And when Mawe pulled her hands out, they were covered with jewels. She put her feet and legs into the jar as well and poured them out and they were also covered with jewels. So smiling, the old woman dressed Marway in the finest robes and sent her home. No fair. <laughs> no, um, um uh, I don't know what would have happened to you, Solomon, but I, you're not going home. <laughs> I said cold. Yeah. You know, um, Rewind. In a, in a different language. <laughs> I didn't Rewind. say hot. I
0: said hot. <laughs> Which means cool. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So the old woman also had a gift of prophecy. So before Maui went home, she told her that she would soon marry the finest man in the world, a man named Sawaye. So when Maui... I'm all right, there. So when Maui arrived home in her fine robes and jewels, her family was overjoyed. They thought she was long dead, so they were so happy to see her. To be honest... I get why they'd be happy, but I'd be freaking out. Can you imagine, like, a dead relative just walks through your door, dressed in jewels, and they're alive, and you're like, wait, what? I mean... Dead for, like, ages, not certain, like, like five years.
0: I heard a guy fakes his death to not pay his debts. Wow. Well, so... This
1: is different. They saw her drown.
0: They think they saw her drown. <laughs> she
1: just didn't want to get in trouble. She was dead. So, no, know, she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so they marvelled at her fine clothing and their newfound wealth, and word spread quickly through the countryside that there was a rich, eligible young woman in the territory. And soon Marway's home was visited by hundreds and thousands of suitors. Oh. Um, so Marway bachelor. I want to be a rich auntie. What do you mean? <laughs> no, man. So you're in the prophecy that she's going to find a man. Cause she don't need oh no man. <laughs> so Maui ignored all <laughs> this guy.
0: Independent ladies out here.
1: Maui ignored all the men, including the most handsome of them all. As she should. Except for a man named Sawe. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the name Sawe? No. Julia. <laughs> <Are you kidding? laughs> Uh, (laughs) he
0: really doesn't remember it reminds me of you know a handsome um, young man called Solomon who's Sawyer? yeah okay yeah the description seems to fit
1: yeah because remember the old woman said that she would marry the finest man in the world Mm. and his name would be Sawyer yeah Mm
0: -hmm.
1: well my dear they do say beauty is in the eye of the beholder
0: and you behold it
1: because (laughs) Sawyer suffered from a terrible skin disease that Lord have mercy (laughs) I was
0: set up I was this is a setup this is a setup
1: yeah so he suffered from a terrible skin disease that made him look ugly however since Marwe had been to the land of the dead she was able to read the hearts of men and she knew that Sa was actually the best of all of the men she saw his heart not his face
0: I, I don't no <laughs>
1: So Saway and Maui got married and had a great feast and after their wedding night, when the marriage was consummated, Sawaye's skin disease disappeared, showing his face to be the most handsome of all, like the old woman said. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gave me like Beauty and the Beast vibes, you know, like Belle and the Beast Mm -hmm. and then he becomes the prince. Yeah, kind of like that. So, as Maui had plenty of fine jewels to spare, they had bought a herd of cattle and soon Maui and Sawaye were the wealthiest people in the land. Happily ever after. That's it, not really. So, (laughs) you might be thinking now, you know, they're living a good life, they're happy. However, not to forget that there were many suitors of Maui, you know, all the men that she rejected, and they were very envious of Sawaye. (sighs) I know, right? It's yes,
0: other women.
1: Honestly, but at least, I think this one had money. That's why they were especially like, hmm. Get
0: so, your money up, guys.
1: On top of all of this- Jeff, 24 hours. <laughs> guys, like, 24 hours a day. You live in Beyonce's 24 hours. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, On top of this, all of their friends and neighbours had also changed. They were now resentful of the wealthy young couple. And I don't know why, like...
0: (laughs) She died. Like, what? She literally died.
1: The the hostility grew so bitter that a group of neighbours and the men attacked Sawyer and killed him. Wow. Yeah. I mean, is it ever that deep? Damn. But as we know, our girl Maui had already died before. She's like, I've been through this before. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a pro now, got the t-shirt and everything. Wow. And even better, she knew the secrets of the underworld, including how to revive the dead. So she took her husband's body inside their home and recited magic incantations that she'd learned from the old woman, you know, in the land of the dead. And Sawaya revived stronger than ever. And when the enemies returned to divide up the wealth, My thing is, what wealth are they gonna divide up? Because Mawe was still alive. And it was her money. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? Mm, Okay. (laughs) So anyways, when the enemies came back, Sawe dealt with them all, he killed them. He was like, I'm back, I'm strong. (laughs) So Mawe and Sawe lived in prosperity and happiness for the rest of their lives. And since both of them had died before, they met their final ends without fear.
0: Okay, wait, 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 wait. Why, why, why wasn't he able to stop them the first time?
1: Because he wasn't strong, and there was a lot of them. But so, when so he, he had to die to be strong. Yeah, because when she brought him back from the dead, he revived stronger than ever. Okay, cool. Like when he died the first time, he was just like an average man, and mm. obviously an average man against like hundreds okay, of people, cool. you're gonna die.
0: I came up, Hercules.
1: Yeah, he came up. Out... <laughs> So, yeah. That's a great gym plan. <laughs> oh? No. Do not try that at home. I'll come back hint. You know why. <laughs> so, obviously, where these stories come from, many people believe that there is a realm for the dead and the living. So this is why Mawe's family was happy and not scared when they saw her after she had died and come back to life. Mm-hmm. Um and if you're anything like me I really wanted to know the significance of the cold and hot question because it seemed like such a like random question that it had to be significant like, do you know what I mean? an yeah. old woman <laughs> Um, So I literally researched as hard as I could and I couldn't actually find anything of substance, which was annoying. But the main thing I came across was that Marwe chose the cold because she trusted her own wisdom and heart. Another source said that she chose the cold because she was able to look beneath the surface to see value where others did not. So I'm guessing... This is my interpretation. I'm guessing because she was in the underworld and that is normally seen as like a hot, fiery place. And obviously the cold is like the antith- antithesis of this. Okay. So therefore, if you're in the underworld, it's are less likely to choose something cold, because you'd think Hot is like More powerful there um,
0: Maybe it's more comfortable So
1: Yeah So That's probably Why I'm not sure It's just my You know A-level PEE Interpretation skills But Okay Well with us, yeah. We think that The cold was something To mom would have been Less likely to choose But she chose it anyway Sharing her wisdom And everything like that So That is basically The end of the story And I hope you enjoyed it like I said, if you did like it, there is a graphic novel about it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: um, read that or, or watch it. Yeah, very cool, like illustrations and depictions of it. So. That sounds cool. That sounds yeah, cool. and that is My Way and the Underworld. Way. That way
0: sounds
1: really way down cool. Underground, Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I'm joking. Yeah,
0: brilliant story. Yeah, that man, that was fun. Um, i would definitely love to see that animated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should animate it in the form of a painting.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's not animate, but you know, we're bringing it it to to life. life. (sighs) Did we just? Did we just?
1: Did we? Did we? (sighs) Oh my god! (laughs) What is happening? Anyway. Um Um, yeah, so we kind of oh yeah, we always keep forgetting African proverb of the week. I know. And it's my turn.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, it better be your turn. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, Adra's gonna tell us the African proverb of the week. African
1: proverb of the week. Proverb of the week Is The best way, The best way To
0: eat It's, it's not that funny guys It's, it's really not
1: <laughs> The best way to eat An elephant In your path Is to cut him up Into little
0: <laughs> You're going to have to say that again Because that doesn't make sense
1: <laughs> Sorry guys I, uh, Basically I kept this African proverb I've kept it for a month And I'm only now just reading it again, and it sounds very wild. Okay. It's the best way to eat an elephant.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay, so apparently she can't read anymore. (laughs) So, the African proverb of the week is the best way to eat an elephant. What the hell? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say it one more time So Wait, wait, it's because you're laughing Uh, Sorry, sorry, sorry Okay, so the best way to eat an elephant in your path is to cut him up into little pieces
1: Thank you Right
0: Okay, so (laughs) Wow So I'm thinking what it means is that the best way to solve a problem is to tackle it bit by bit, one step at a time. So, you know, cut cut it up in smaller pieces, um, have a, what's that, smart goal? Or is it, you know, do it in little bits, know what's attainable, have metrics to how you know you've reached this milestone um, so that you can tackle something big. You know, everything seems so much more daunting when there when it's a massive task Um, but if it's cut into smaller pieces then you can manage it and you can
1: chip away at it that is great
0: you know what's funny because it's it's like it's really opposite to this other proverb I know it's not an African proverb yeah but it's this one where it's like the best way to (laughs) eat shit (laughs) If you have to eat shit, you better eat it in a big bit rather than in small
1: uh, chunks. Yuck!
0: It's not nice eating shit, but if you have to do something yeah. that you don't like, yeah. you better just do it all in one go rather than doing it in small bits that you hate. Yeah. So, I just so that's yeah, that's
1: great. Thank you for taking over my avocado of the week. I don't know why I found that so funny, but apparently.
0: Yeah, if you guys are dying as well, like she is, please let us know know, because, you know, I wonder if it's actually that funny. Um. But
1: anyway, this has been a very enjoyable first episode back, first episode of the new year um we hope you guys have enjoyed it too
0: yes and if you have enjoyed it guess what spotify has a new rating system yeah. and uh, i think you can leave reviews reviews yes you can review us Please. on spotify um you can review us on apple you can review us yeah i think I'm we, we're on
1: apple we're on google Podcasts, we're on spotify we're on rss so and now on all of them especially on spotify you can leave a review like an actual written review as well as a rated review which you couldn't do before yeah so please everyone who had spotify that wanted to do it and messaged us saying that they couldn't because spotify didn't allow that they do now Mm -hmm. so that would be great um, yes
0: and it's also a way for you to leave a nice little comment or yeah. to engage with us on some yeah. of the questions that we're asking so I'm not talking to the wind
1: talking to the wind so <laughs> um, on that we actually do have a twitter page for art mythos now and it is at art mythos underscore Ooh. and we would love to know like what folk tales you want us to tell what like mythological, mythological figures you want us to focus on and stuff like that. So please don't be afraid to DM us and message us even on Instagram at sa.art. Um, yeah, we yeah. would love to let talk us know. Let us like. know. Um,
0: and yeah, if there's any you particularly liked um that we you know already said. Yeah. Let us know. Um, yeah, we want yeah, to like, what's to
1: your favorite episode? Let us know so we can be on that same wave. Like
0: <laughs> let's build a community <laughs> of <laughs> people who are learning about
1: African African mythology mythology. because you know that's the whole point like we love these stories so much that our whole art is inspired by it yeah
0: and what we hope is by Episode 100, we can say that we're somewhat experts in this topic.
1: Yeah, you'll see our book coming out soon. Our book of favorite mythological tales, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. illustrated by us. Like it'll be lit. Yeah. So, guys, yeah, thank you so much, and we really appreciate it. Like honestly, we we're just saying that we wish we could do this every week oh. instead of once a month. Yeah,
0: because like, because so it's,
1: it's literally so fun. Like, I love it. It's
0: so amazing.
1: I actually, yeah, I actually really enjoy reading these stories And I get excited that I can tell them If that makes sense yes. Like, yeah, I wish I could do this every week Like, it's yes. so fun
0: So starting so, the next episode We'll be doing, we'll be branching out really
1: Yes, yeah, so I think we'll be moving On to our Egyptian tales I think Egyptian. Because right now, currently We are almost finished our Depiction of Neft. I, I can never Ooh, say a name oh, Yes Nephritis. Ne-
0: yes, nephritis.
1: So, yeah We'll be branching out of Yoruba land Bye-bye, Nigeria <laughs> We're flying to other places in Africa now mm. And, you know, we hope you can continue with us on this journey
0: Definitely So stay tuned to the next episode of Art Mythos African,
1: African mythology, mythology told, told through,
0: through art We were your hosts
1: Solomon Sullivan and Adler. Adler. Address
0: address whichever way you want to
1: thank say it. You. <laughs> thank We're you out. oh <laughs> I'll say